U.S. spy agencies want you to be very afraid of China, and they want you to believe that the Chinese Communist Party is spying on everything that you say. Anonymous U.S. intelligence officials used the media this June to spread a story claiming that the Chinese government is building a massive spy base in Cuba, 100 miles from Florida, and that Beijing plans to spy on the United States. There is one tiny problem with this story. It is false. There is no evidence whatsoever and... The U.S. Department of Defense, the Pentagon, has come out publicly and said, the story is not accurate. It is false. This is the latest example of a series of false stories that are laundered through the mainstream media by U.S. intelligence officials, especially the CIA. And they use this story, which is later proven to be false, in order to advance U.S. foreign policy interests, and in, in particular, in order to demonize countries like China and Cuba and Russia and other targets of the U.S. State Department. In the past few years, we've seen numerous examples of these fake stories that go viral and are shared all over the media. Another prominent example includes Havana Syndrome, the claim that has been completely debunked that supposedly Cuba has been attacking U.S. spies and diplomats with radio wave weapons. Another fake story that was debunked is the claim by the CIA that Russia was paying the Taliban bounties in order to kill U.S. soldiers during the war in Afghanistan. I'm going to come back to those stories later on. In fact, one of the co-founders of the CIA, Frank Wisner, famously said that the Central Intelligence Agency has contacts all across the media and it knows how to play the media like a musical instrument that he referred to as a mighty Wurlitzer, which is a kind of old musical instrument. And this was the CIA acknowledging that they could use the media to manipulate public opinion, to push the public in certain directions, to manufacture consent for war. And here we see yet another example of that. China is in talks with Cuba to establish a spy base on the island nation and just 100 miles south of the U.S. China is building a U.S. spying facility yes. just next door to us in Cuba. China and Cuba have now reached a secret agreement, we are told, for China to establish an electronic facility on the island, which would allow Chinese intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the southeastern U.S. This all started on June 8th when the Wall Street Journal published an article titled Cuba to host secret Chinese spy base focusing on U.S. The article claimed without a shred of evidence, quote, China and Cuba have reached a secret agreement for China to establish an electronic eavesdropping facility on the island in a brash new geopolitical challenge by Beijing to the U.S., so the article frames this as a Chinese threat as part of the new Cold War. And in order to spread this fake story, the Wall Street Journal cited U.S. officials familiar with highly classified intelligence. So we can't fact check who they are. We don't know what their background is. They quoted anonymous U.S. officials who said that China had agreed to pay cash-strapped Cuba 
several billion dollars to allow it to build the eavesdropping station and that the two countries had reached an agreement in principle. Now note how ambiguous the language is. Supposedly, China and Cuba agreed in principle. So they're acknowledging that there's actually not an agreement. And this story has been proven to be false. Just a few hours after this Wall Street Journal exclusive bombshell report came out, Reuters quoted the Pentagon, that is the U.S. Department of Defense, saying that it was false. It quoted a Pentagon spokesperson who is actually named, who's not anonymous, Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, who said, quote, I can tell you based on the information that we have that this is not accurate, that we are not aware of China and Cuba developing a new type of spy station. In terms of that particular report, no, it's not accurate. In fact, after the article was published in the Wall Street Journal, the newspaper later updated its article with a quote from John Kirby, who is the spokesman for the U.S. National Security Council, and he said, quote, this report is not accurate. Now, keep in mind that John Kirby also comes from the U.S. Department of Defense, the Pentagon. He was previously the Pentagon's press secretary, and he is also debunking this report. What does this show? It means that U.S. spy agencies are the ones spreading this false claim in order to demonize China, whereas the U.S. military recognizes that there's no evidence it's false, and they're the ones coming out and trying to debunk it. What is your reaction to this? Uh, look, I've seen that press report. Um, it, it's not accurate. Uh, what I can tell you is that uh, we we have been concerned since day one of this administration about uh, China's influence activities uh, around the world, uh, certainly in this hemisphere and in this region. Uh, we're watching this very, very closely, uh, and we will and we have and will continue uh, to take steps uh, to mitigate any potential threat that those activities might pose so that we can make sure and we are we're positive that we can continue to defend this nation. You're saying it's not accurate that they're planning this? I'm seeing, I, I, I'm saying we've seen the report. Uh, uh, it's not accurate. We're, uh, we're focused on making sure that we can mitigate uh, any threats from, from China in the region. Now, you would think that if the Pentagon came out publicly and said this story is false, that the rest of the media would not want to touch this false story. But you would be wrong. Every other mainstream U.S. media outlet in the United States jumped on this report and they published their own articles trying to confirm the unproven claims of these U.S. spy officials. On June 9th, CNN published its own article, once again quoting anonymous spies, titled, Cuba gives China permission to build spying facility on island, U.S. Intel says. Like the Wall Street Journal report, CNN quoted, quote, two sources familiar with the intelligence. So once again, unnamed people in U.S. spy agencies. Politico did the exact same thing. They published a report titled China seeking to spy on the U.S. from a base in Cuba. And once again, they quoted two anonymous senior U.S. officials and they said that the officials were granted anonymity to discuss an extremely sensitive intelligence matter. Now, note how these other mainstream media outlets are not simply repeating what the Wall Street Journal said. They are using their own sources in U.S. intelligence agencies to confirm this false story that was debunked by the Pentagon. 
And of course, their unconfirmed claims were also regurgitated by other mainstream corporate media outlets like The Guardian over in Britain or CBS News, who said the prospect of Chinese spy base in Cuba unsettles Washington. How scary. Cuba forcefully condemned this report, saying it was false. And the Cuban deputy foreign minister, Carlos Fernandez de Cosio, said that it is, quote, totally untrue and unfounded and said that it was, quote, promoted with the malicious intention to justify the unprecedented reinforcement of the economic blockade, destabilization and the aggression against Cuba. He added that the Cuban government rejects any, quote, foreign military presence in Latin America and the Caribbean, including the numerous military bases and troops of the U.S., and especially the military base that illegally occupies a portion of our national territory in the province of Guantanamo. China also made it very clear that this story is completely false and it's part of a U.S. strategy of information warfare. The spokesman for China's foreign ministry, Wang Wenbin, said, quote, spreading rumors and slander is a common tactic of the U.S. And he pointed out, quote, the U.S. has illegally occupied the Guantanamo Bay base in Cuba for a long time, engaged in ulterior activities and imposed an embargo on Cuba for more than 60 years. He added that the U.S., quote, should reflect on itself, stop interfering in Cuba's internal affairs under the banner of freedom, democracy, and human rights, and immediately cancel its commercial and financial blockade of Cuba. So this raises the question, why would U.S. intelligence officials spread a false story that even the Pentagon acknowledged is not true? Of course, we can't be 100% sure because U.S. spy agencies are notoriously secretive, but we can speculate based on history, based on past evidence of U.S. spy agencies doing this kind of thing, that it is aimed, of course, one, at simply demonizing China and Cuba. This is a tactic that spy agencies often use. It's known as gray propaganda that they're using to as part of information warfare. But it looks like it also could be an attempt to try to sabotage any potential attempts at improving diplomatic relations between China and the United States. In fact, just two days before this false story in the Wall Street Journal came out, there are reports that the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, was planning a visit to China within the upcoming weeks. Some figures in the Joe Biden administration have been concerned that the escalating tensions between the U.S. and China are dangerous and want to try to slightly normalize diplomatic relations. But now with these stories saying that China is spying on the U.S. in Cuba, well, they might have to cancel this diplomatic trip. In fact, in the interview that MSNBC did with the National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, who denied the report, MSNBC showed how it's dutifully playing the role that the CIA likely wants it to play. And MSNBC implied strongly that Antony Blinken should cancel his trip to China. And with Secretary Blinken reportedly uh, heading to China in the near future, within weeks, let's say, uh, could this be a turning point? Could this set the stage for President Biden and President Xi to finally have that phone call that in February the president said was going to happen soon? Well, 
Well, again, I don't have anything to announce with respect to the secretary's travel. We do expect that he'll uh, be able to get over to Beijing again. That's what we want. Uh, and that visit may be followed by uh, leaders uh, uh, besides just Secretary Blink and other cabinet officials. We want to get those lines of communication back open. Uh, that was the whole purpose of Secretary Blinken's desire to go in the first place. So we'll see where that takes us. So we certainly hope it will be positive and, and constructive and we'll get these lines of communication back open. Something very similar happened back in February. You might remember that there was this big media manufactured scandal about a Chinese balloon that was over the United States. And U.S. officials later admitted that that balloon was likely a weather balloon that was blown off course. However, the U.S. military spent millions of dollars shooting down that balloon and then later several other balloons, one of which was later reported to actually belong to a hobbyist club called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, and it probably cost around $12. However, what was the impact of that? It drastically escalated the propaganda drive against China, demonizing China among the U.S. public, manufacturing consent for more aggression against China, making the North American people afraid of China, supposedly spying on them, and it also had the impact of pressuring Secretary of State Antony Blinken to cancel the trip that he had planned to China, which, of course, prevents the possibility of any normalization of diplomatic relations between the U.S. and China. In fact, something quite similar happened back in 2020 when U.S. spy agencies spread a false story known as Bounty Gate. The New York Times took the lead in this information warfare campaign in a report titled, Russia secretly offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops, intelligence says. The New York Times quoted anonymous American intelligence officials who have concluded that a Russian military intelligence unit secretly offered bounties to Taliban-linked militants for killing coalition forces in Afghanistan, including targeting American troops. Now, this story was clearly ridiculous from the beginning because the U.S. had been militarily occupying Afghanistan for 19 years as of 2020. Why would the Taliban need to be bribed in order to kill U.S. soldiers? Clearly, I mean, they're occupying their homeland. They don't need to be bribed by a secretive Russian military intelligence unit. But the goal was very clear. Just a few days after this false story was spread all across the media, the U.S. Congress, that is the House of Representatives Armed Service Committee, voted to prevent the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. So the information warfare campaign was successful. It prevented the end to the war in Afghanistan, which of course happened a year later. So it dragged out the war in Afghanistan for yet another year. Meanwhile, just two weeks after this report came out and was spread all across the corporate media, the Pentagon came out and said that it is probably not true. Then U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, said that the intelligence on the supposed Russian bounty program had not been corroborated and they do not believe any attacks in Afghanistan that resulted in U.S. casualties can be directly tied to it. The head of the Pentagon said that the Pentagon's defense intelligence agencies were unable to corroborate the report. A year later, in 2021, when everyone had forgotten about this Bounty Gate scandal, 
The Daily Beast published a report acknowledging, quote, U.S. Intel walks back claim Russians put bounties on American troops. So it was shown to be yet another fabrication carried out by U.S. spy agencies. NBC News also published a report titled, Remember those Russian bounties for dead U.S. troops? Biden admin says the CIA intel is not conclusive, and the Biden administration admitted the CIA had only, quote, low to moderate confidence in this false story. Now, this is very revealing because it shows where this false story came from. The CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, because usually in these stories, almost always the Sources are anonymous U.S. intelligence officials. They don't say what intelligence agency it is. The so-called U.S. intelligence community includes more than a dozen different spy agencies. But very often when the media is spreading these false stories and, and quoting anonymous intelligence officials, you can bet it is normally the CIA, which has a long history of spreading this kind of gray propaganda as part of information warfare operations targeting adversaries of Washington. Another well-known recent example of these kinds of information warfare campaigns carried out by the CIA is so-called Havana Syndrome. For years, every single major corporate media outlet in the United States spread hyperbolic claims, false claims, that Cuba and or Russia and or China were attacking U.S. spies and diplomats with very sophisticated weapons, including pulsed microwave weapons or directed energy weapons, the kinds of things you would see lifted from a science fiction movie in Hollywood. They claim that there were a series of anomalous incidents and that U.S. spies and diplomats had headaches and had trouble sleeping and they felt bad and they, you know, felt depressed and they concluded that supposedly foreign adversaries had been attacking these U.S. officials. However, that was later proven to be completely false. In 2022, the CIA came out and admitted that Havana Syndrome was not the result of a sustained campaign by a hostile power. Even the director of the CIA himself, William Burns, came out publicly and said that they investigated and there is absolutely no evidence saying that a foreign power carried out attacks on U.S. spies and diplomats as part of so-called a Havana syndrome. I want to ask you about you know, something that has been going on for six years since the first known case, and that is what the government calls anomalous health incidents, and which is commonly known as the Havana syndrome. So six years later, do we know anything more about what caused these illnesses? On the investigation side, over the course of the last year and a half, we've thrown some of our very, very best officers at this, working closely with partners across the U.S. intelligence community and the U.S. government. Uh, it's fair to say that we've learned a lot over that time. Um, there's still more to learn. Um, it's a frustrating process, but I have great confidence in the professionalism of the people um, who are carrying this out and in their commitment to objectivity. Um, you know, a few months ago, the intelligence community across the board, you know, made public some preliminary findings. Um, the broadest was that we don't assess that a foreign player, whether the Russians or anyone else, is behind or is responsible for a sustained global campaign on the scale of what 
has been reported um, to harm U.S. personnel with a weapon or some kind of external device. We further stated publicly several months ago that in the majority of incidents, and we've you know, investigated each one as thoroughly as we possibly can, and we're still working on a number of them, that, you know, you could find reasonable alternative explanations, whether it was other environmental factors or um, pre-existing medical conditions or other kind of medical explanations. Now, this was very ironic because one year before, that same CIA director, William Burns, said that they were investigating and that if Russia was behind so-called Havana syndrome, he threatened there would be consequences for Moscow, implying very heavily that Russia was supposedly attacking U.S. diplomats. So these are several examples of U.S. spies at the CIA and potentially other intelligence agencies spreading ridiculous false claims about foreign adversaries, and then they're just mindlessly regurgitated all across the media and every single mainstream corporate media outlet without a shred of skepticism, and they're pretty much always shown to be false. Of course, the most famous well-known example is the scare over so-called weapons of mass destruction, WMDs, that supposedly Saddam Hussein had in Iraq. Those were false claims spread by the CIA under the George W. Bush administration that were also proven to be completely false. But what was the intention? It was to justify, to manufacture consent for the illegal U.S. invasion of Iraq and the military occupation of Iraq that led to more than one million Iraqi deaths. And today, the intention behind this information warfare is very clear to demonize China, also to demonize Cuba, of course, and to justify the new Cold War that the United States is waging against Beijing. Now, the fact that some people in the Pentagon have been trying to push back against this shows that they see how dangerous this the situation is. The Pentagon, that is the U.S. military, recognizes that they cannot win a war against China and also against Russia. They have repeatedly held war games that show the U.S. would lose. So they're the ones trying to put a break on this and saying, this is very dangerous. We can't keep escalating tensions and pushing for a war on China, at least some people in the Pentagon. Of course, all of these massive bureaucracies in the U.S. government and the national security state are full of contradictions with some people pushing in some directions, some pulling in other directions. But the point is that clearly there are some very level-headed people who are saying that we cannot have a war with China. And then there are the hawks in the State Department and also in the spy agencies who are saying, no, we need to continue pushing for a more aggressive posture against China leading up to potentially war. And their goal is regime change. It's overthrowing the Chinese government, overthrowing the Communist Party of China, just as U.S. President Joe Biden said the U.S. goal is overthrowing Russian President Vladimir Putin. That's their strategy. So we're living in a very dangerous moment, but I think it's important to educate yourself on the tactics that spy agencies use, how they weaponize the media, playing the media as an instrument. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, one of the co-founders of the CIA, the top official Frank Wisner, famously said that the CIA uses the media as a musical instrument. It plays it like a mighty Wurlitzer to manipulate public opinion. And here we see multiple examples of that. This claim of China spying on the U.S. through Cuba, Bounty Gate in Afghanistan, 
or Havana syndrome, we see that these are all parts of a sophisticated information warfare campaign. And it's not just people around the world that are being targeted. It's people in the United States itself who are being targeted by their own government and the corporate media that simply regurgitates what the government says. So in the future, when you see these kinds of crazy stories that seem, you know, like Cold War propaganda, you should be very skeptical. And unless there's extraordinary evidence, you shouldn't believe their extraordinary claims. Go through the article, see what the sources are. And if it's anonymous U.S. intelligence officials who they can't name, well, you should definitely learn from history and show some skepticism. With that, I'm going to conclude here. I'm Ben Norton. This is Geopolitical Economy Report. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're watching or listening on. It helps promote our material in the algorithm, especially on YouTube. If you want to support our work, please consider going to geopoliticaleconomy.com slash support. And there are several ways you can support us. The best way is you become a patron over at patreon.com slash geopolitical economy. We are completely independent. We have no big sponsors. We rely entirely on small donations from listeners and viewers. I want to thank all of the listeners and viewers. I will see you next time.